Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. The one where they steal all the eyes. <laughs> that was last episode. Oh, uh, that was <laughs> Sir. That was real mean. That's so, that's so cruel, sir. Uncalled uh, for. That, that you saw at least half. Red, red, <laughs> red, red, red card. card on the play. I say this jokingly because I feel a little... It's a I don't little, feel guilty because, I mean, it was exactly by the mechanics of this. Yeah, um, but it's I mean, also like anytime you do something like that, you're like, I feel like... So let Crystal oh. Frazier know your thoughts. She's no, a lovely don't say yeah, just love, send her eyes Crystal. in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's even worse. Send any uh, concerns to uh, Crystal Frazier. Who I'm at googly eyes. Eye. Googly. Oh, that's the, that's a student. He needs a googly eye. To put over oh my god, we're gonna buy you a big old googly eye. <laughs> yeah. And then and and then find out that it has a penalty on my diplomacy checks because everybody's just like that is just so wrong. Diggle, diggle, diggle. Except with kids. <laughs> Except with the kids, I'm very popular with the kids. Although so I might have already been because I'm item. a cute kitty. I don't know. Googly eyes on top of a horrific hole in your face might still be traumatic for children. I don't know. He's a big cat guy. He's got a funny eye. I want a mad eye, moody eye. Like yes. I want to just have like a little rolly ball that just goes around in my head and gives me all around vision. Yeah. Yes. X-ray so vision. Do we are we able to sleep through the night? <laughs> so starting this up through the night. Our heroes manage to bed down and rest. On your side, I imagine wakes up at some point. I have to I, wake up at sunrise to pray. It's yeah, fun. you wake up at sunrise, you pray. I imagine all of you coordinated a time and place to meet the evening before before you split Probably your Probably at ways. the temple. At brunch. Around noon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the time that you got back to get your eight hours of rest, you would need to sleep till close to about 10 or so. So you could probably meet there around 11. 11. All of you sleep well. Ex Sudi. Oh. Go ahead. I thought you were going to say except. <laughs> Roll me a perception. It is not sight-based. It's another stalker letter. I'm just calling it right now. Hey. Okay. Losing an eye. Literally the best thing that's ever happened to my dice life. What's going on? Uh, so even with my penalties. Wait, it says not It's not sight-based. Sight yep, even sight with my not penalties, I get... A 31. A 31. We're on edge. Sleeping lightly. I'll detect you, stalker person lady. Or man. You roll exceptionally well. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even with the huge penalty for sleeping. You rest through the night. You wake up the next morning. For a moment, probably concerned as you open your eyes, but only see half of the room. Before the memories of the night before come back to you. Idris is gone by this point. Although by the time that you manage to sit up... Imagine just kind of breathe in deeply in the small room that Idris has here at the temple. The window is wide open. The breeze comes in from outside. You can hear the distant sounds of the city. Uh, her bed here is comfortable. The room's rather spartan, although it does have numerous paintings and depictions across the surrounding walls of Bestet, unsurprisingly. So many kitties. And numerous cat bowls everywhere. Yay. <laughs> it, makes me feel, it makes it feel like home. You think last night you might have heard something. You remember stirring. You remember looking about as well as you can now. You didn't see much then. Now, however, you see a slip of paper slid under the door. Mm -hmm. You have enough time to take this in before Idris returns. She gives you a smile, beaming in her beautiful face. You note, probably somewhat self-consciously, doesn't look at your bad eye, side, whatever you will. She just gives you a warm smile. Ready for another exciting day? Oh, it seems like it's already started that way. Yeah. He, like, motions over to the uh, letter. Weird stalker yeah. letter. Having actually stepped on it when she came back in, yeah. she would furrow a brow. 
looking concerned back out towards the hallway. It wasn't here when I got up earlier. Hmm. She holds a bowl of water and some fresh linens. Picks up the paper, uh, hands it over to you. Settles down on the bed next to you. Tells you to hold still. Cleans out your scarred eye with the soft, somewhat warmed water as it seems to have probably been baking in the sun for a bit. Before so helping not to recoil from water. <laughs> <laughs> before helping to wrap you with the gauze and linen here to actually keep this clean and safe. Although the magical healing that you received from Uris seems to have probably helped it from being exposed enough to actually get infection but you do mm-hmm. live in a desert and are probably immediately concerned for the sand out I here. I do not want sandy eye socket. Nobody wants that. No. That's horrible. I mean, bear in mind, Garrus got all scarred up and everybody still loves him. True. It's true. It's true. Uh, I should have had you had you tell the story of Garrus. <laughs> I know! <laughs> oh, man, that'd be cool. um, so, record it and just insert <laughs> it. Man. I'll see what I can. The, the funny thing about it is Sudi had like a 10 charisma so he's just an average catfolk cuteness so i don't know if that's if i'm getting an artificial bonus or a penalty for, it doesn't do either i don't think it does either either we'll get you a real nice eye eye patch yep just sew an eye on it we'll put the symbol of bast on it which we, is just we get cat. an eye patch and we just like draw a very ornate like little green eye <laughs> oh my god it's a like, really cool cat eye it's like the guy from water world when they paint him the eye on the shell that he wears and he's like what the heck is this yeah I know I'm probably the only person that likes that movie. Don't care. Looking over the note, hefting it up, you would note that this is written in the same hand as previous. Strangely, there's almost a few flecks of what looks to be maybe something like dried blood. Oh, boy. To hear your voice is pomegranate wine to me. I draw life from hearing it. Could I see you with every glance? It would be better for me than to eat or to drink. Who is this person? I don't Why know, but she's so... starting to upset me. Uh, <laughs> me too. It's very creepy. What is... Who could it even be? It'd have to be somebody here. I don't like this. Someone in the temple. Or someone with access. They slipped it under the door. Maybe I could take the note to speak to Septi. Not Septi. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone has an S day. What is wrong with this city? Anyway, (laughs) except for on yours. Thank you, on yours. (laughs) You're welcome. And and met from last episode. Can we point out on her it? On her. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say you lose points for Ezra's doing okay. Ezra's doing fine. I keep wanting to say Ezra, but it's fine. I could take the note, or maybe the one that you had previously, take it to Sabra and see if she recognizes the handwriting. It could be maybe one of the parishioners, or. Uh, It's possible. One of the orphans, but. It's it it's got some kind of blood on it. I don't understand. It's from your eyeball. She has mm. it. <laughs> Says the voice of Onuris on the wind. He thought he has a lot of opinions. Whoever it is, I'd like them to stop. I'm quite happy where I am right now. Aww. Sudi tries to give her a wink, but he only has one eye, so it's just gonna <laughs> just blink at. <laughs> Got to make the exaggerated motion. I was gonna say, does. yeah, he's got. He like does like the. He just does like the one eye close thing, and then like realizes she's not getting it before being like, you know, does it like a little bit more. I'm trying. She just, she just takes some coal and stencils an eye over the gauze on the other side. Uh, <laughs> this is what love looks like, everyone. A little. She's, yeah, she'll stencil a little cat eye, Egyptian cat eye design over oh, the other that, side. That, there you cool. go. We do have coal. It's really magical. I, I like that we're basically at the point of everybody right on my cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible idea. 
getting dressed, she's actually collected some fresh linens and everything for you and cleaned your battered robes. Although there's not much to do for them, really. They're almost tattered beyond recognition. Well, tattered and probably covered in blood and scratches and all the other stuff. Blood and scratches and they still tingle with necromantic energy. (laughs) That's the worst part. It makes my hair stand on end. Yep. You'd probably have to go and wake up Segura. Yep. She Um, snores very loudly. Kep- I I Kepri is also sleeping in, as she had a pretty rough night. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Kepri needs to take it easy. Uh, Saber did manage to heal her up a little bit once she got back and get her in better shape. Uh, she seems pretty shaken up by the whole affair, but... You know. Oh, if people were still hurt on you, are sort of channeled. Oh, yeah, there's still, like, three oh, unconscious yeah. people. Okay. okay, he totally would have channeled. So she could have walked back on her own. I didn't know if Anyurus had any magic I had left plenty of the... channels left. I just... It wasn't mentioned <laughs> after them. the healing potion, so I thought she was good. Well, I no. mentioned I mean, they I was were still unconscious, her on but... Yeah, shoulder. but, I mean, he said the damage looked better, but, yeah, Anyurus would have channeled. Okay. So, yeah, she walked back on her own. The two of you had a uh, tender evening together and yep. comforted one another since you had to explain. It's like, yeah, I had to deal with all the emotional turmoil of dealing with my family issues yep. and everything else. But at least I wasn't kidnapped by skeletons and then impersonated. Yeah, we, we just talked it out and then we worked it out the way Bastet would have enjoyed. Had some really crappy tea. <laughs> I did have some tea. Oh, I'll make a mental note to have some nice tea sent over since we have that hookup now. The two of you could collect yourselves. I suppose, but well, we'll say that since you don't have to explain it twice, Sudi can explain to the whole group about getting another note once you guys meet up. Yep. I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on myself in the morning. Yeah. Onyris wakes up, prays, goes back, takes a quick nap, wakes up. Heals my strength drain. Yeah, uh, any of the rest of you suffering the ability damage regain one point of your uh, ability damage the following day. Yeah, that's day. not enough. Sad. I'm down three points instead of four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, such I suppose you and Falto wake up. Gives you a smile, does his morning exercise routine. <laughs> she Yoga. just sits in the bed and watches him while she's stretching. She's like, <laughs> you guys both do Pilates. <laughs> Obviously. Nah, Citra's not that dedicated. <laughs> she's like, I'm sleeping. And Onuris would also have been researching that genealogy book. Okay. So yeah, Citra, you can lounge for a little bit. Balto sends down for breakfast for everyone. Gives you some breakfast in bed. Yeah. What kind of colors do you think Sudi likes? Colors? Yeah. You know. Like, for what? Well, I was going to find him an eye patch. No. Oh, um, you know I mean, most I... of the Frasmans seem to be purple. <gasps> he probably would appreciate that. He is very dedicated to Frasma, as far as I've been able to tell. Yeah, it I'll... feels like I've known him far longer than a week, but I guess it really has only been a short time. And 47 oh, episodes. That's kind of how I felt with, with my group, and then they up and left. Except for Mina. She's very sweet. Well, I figure you probably have a pretty busy day. Uh, so I think you'd throw on a shirt. I'm going to go uh, see what I can find. And yeah, let me know if you guys have anything planned. I guess just leave me a note or anything. Uh, are, are we at the kissing goodbye stage? <laughs> I think so. Ah, he'd Cute. lean in and give you a quick kick, kiss. Kick. kick. <laughs> a, a quick kick. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. And he pulls your hair, shoves you down on the playground, and runs away. <laughs> no! no. We're not encouraging that. No. He leans down, gives you a quick kiss. My lady. He bows deeply before turning, slinging his uh, sword belt over his shoulder in a rakish manner as he makes his way out. Citra is blushing as she watches him go. <laughs> He's so suave. He has so much panache. <laughs> At least three points of panache. <laughs> we can quantify his panache. 
I think you just regained a panache point right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the GM, so yeah, you get to decide yes. the panache point regains. Yes, he did. I don't know if all of you wanted to meet at the Tooth and Hookah. I thought we were going to meet at the temple. Yeah, I thought yeah. You, you can meet at the temple, temple instead. Let's meet at yeah. the temple. Meet so, at the temple, because I need a thing. I need yep. potion. So Sudi and Sagira managed to stock up on some breakfast pancakes. Yes. Um, the rest of you, it's mostly fruit. I'll bring so. a pancake for Citra, because she likes them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on yours, it's nothing. Yeah, thanks. Well, I don't Shafted. know. He never mentioned he liked them, so I'm just like, Shafted. I'll bring one for Citra. Thank you for not staying at the temple. Winding your ways through the city streets, the four of you arrive close to about the same time. I imagine you choose a landmark probably in eyesight of, yeah, the crocodiles. No one's been eaten by them again since then, and they seem to be relatively placid. A few priests and priestesses of uh, Wajet would stand nearby tending to the sacred crocodiles. I look down and realize I'm still wearing that Wajet robe. You don't have any extra clothes at the temple to change into? I don't. I own one outfit, which was disgusting, and I haven't had a chance to wash it. You remember the organs? Mm -hmm. That's the only other outfit I have is the one that was gross from the organs. So what you're so saying? So they eye you curiously. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just like the idea that you just kind of like wave them up with a with a sorry. Uh-huh. Like eat pancake. <laughs> and you're eating a, yeah, there you go. And you're eating a pancake with a very much I think sorry not sorry. I have a kitty. I'm like naturey. I think we might need to go shopping. We have to shop. We need to shop real bad. Look at all these tatters in my clothes. She does like a she looks she does like a waving hand motion. Once again, the party has no wizard to cast mending. Yeah. Sad. New clothes, we need them. Yeah. Valeriana. Ugh. Girl. Sudi and Onuris probably sigh and roll their eyes like, ugh, women. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> I step on your tail accidentally on purpose. You can't really well, yeah. I would like to point out rolls his eye. Oh. God, stop that! You're just digging a hole. That is is Rachel, it is your turn. You're the one who puts him on the couch. What is the, couch the money markup situation in the city right now? Yeah. Yeah. How bad is it? What, what's uh, the panic thing? It is only ten uh, percent. Okay, that's yeah, not bad. We're I don't have five. any money really, but let's go do the free thing first because I am weak. <sighs> you make your way towards the Grand Mausoleum. The sun beats down on all of you. It is a warm day today. We also need to talk to Septi about what about Shepis and getting into the city. That was another thing we were doing here. Oh yeah, we care about that. Oh yeah, we gotta figure out what his plan is. I wanna know what his actual plan is. It all became not very important when Sudi lost an eye. It's true. It all became very much like the the hunt for Sudi's eye begins. Well we have to have shopping because I need to stop impersonating a priest. She need Citra needs clothing that doesn't have holes. You need an eye patch. You can get a swirly. You can have a Ferasma swirly on it. I know. Yeah, you were you were mentioning that like silently to me when you drew the swirl on your eye, and I knew what you meant. <laughs> be cool. Yeah. It could be your holy symbol. Do it in do it in silver or whatever. Yeah, if I actually needed it, if I was like a cleric or something, that might be pretty cool. You and on yours could be <laughs> eye holy symbol buddies. <laughs> oh my. I mean, I guess we could. Actually. <laughs> That's not a horrible plan. That's not the worst it. plan ever. Just get it tattooed, you know. <laughs> on, on my what? Like, eye flesh Get like it. the lid of my eye i mean yeah. theoretically with gold ink my <laughs> gold because you're black purple. it would show up really nicely oh uh, yes yeah purple wouldn't show up well on my black skin so yeah eh, i don't know if it'd show up through the fur probably not I, I, I don't imagine i actually have like fur on my eyelid though i think his eye has had enough trauma and yeah, maybe we shouldn't immediately it. tattoo it <laughs> i how much does it cost to get her a lesser restoration yes actually it should be free because we have a tab 
Yeah, but no, I mean, we have to mark it off the tab. Yeah. Uh, it's 50 gold per casting. So okay. I guess roll for whoever cast it on her. We'll see how it casts. So just the one right well, now? Yeah, uh, unless it's Just the bad. one person I'm casting it on. Just me. You're getting three. Yay, that's exactly enough. So we have 700 left on our tab. So you make your way into the temple. Is Tetman um, up here? Or Quasin? And or Quasin. Yeah, but I don't think Quasin shows herself to it's everybody It's true, Quasin should, shouldn't be visible. Uh, you could ask around gaining or find a priest that's capable of casting a restoration, less a restoration for Segura, restoring back the strength. the strength that you lost in your battle against the shadow the night before three episodes back at this yeah, point. We it's need to try to talk to Septi. Yep. Uh, asking any questions about Septi or anything else, you would be directed up towards the second floor. Ascending up the stairs, making your way in. Things seem to be quieting down up here. There are still people coming to and fro, making their way about the usual business of the day. The war room, however, is not filled with the city council. So that's a nice sign. They're probably out actually working on something or coordinating something with the city. The city seems to be recovering fairly well, although there's a lot of murmurs of concern about night returning. Mm -hmm. Making your way down the long hall that runs the length of this second floor, you can see a solitary figure standing on his own about midway down the hall before you would reach Septi's office, which the door stands at the very end of this hall. Tetmanib has his back facing towards you. But as you approach, just cock his head. <laughs> it seems that some people have had a very rough night. Did yep. Kwasin tell you? I have my ways. Mm. <laughs> but <Hey>, honestly, <laughs> I just need to look. I'm sorry, Brother Sudi. Mm. It is as far as my will is it. May I ask a question? What's that? Did you get a good price in exchange for your eye? Mm, Twelve lives. Seems fair. That seems more than fair. Mm. How are things going here at the temple? <laughs> Poorly. How so? A situation is brewing. What kind of situation? Nikut Shippus returned last night. He seems, he seems to have made up his mind. He said he had a plan. Yes. He discussed it with Septi the evening before. She discussed it with me. She seems displeased. What's the plan? <laughs> that is not my place to say. However, she seems to trust all of you. I'd like to think we've proven ourselves a little bit by now. I think you should speak to her. That was our plan. Follow me. Okay. He smiles mischievously, turning and beginning to make his way down the hall. We'll follow him. Yeah. Hey, Sudi, I like your eye patch. Thanks, question. <laughs> the invisible voice coming from well, nowhere. Well, I'm trying to, like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to, like, be, like, somewhat surreptitious so it doesn't just yeah. look like Sudi suddenly cracked at the loss of his eye and started talking to himself. Like, <laughs> we, all know, we all know who you're talking to. It's just Tetman and Ben Sudi talking to themselves in a corner. <laughs> Occasionally laughing at jokes only they can hear. But you got to talk loud enough we can hear you. That's true. <laughs> As you begin to approach towards the end of the hall, you can hear two voices. One masculine, seemingly raised in... Not necessarily anger, but agitation. The other one, feminine, 
with a calm cadence, but with a shortness to it that bespeaks of someone who's seemingly exasperated. Tetmanib stops at the door, for a moment raises his hand, before he simply cocks his head and then pushes through the door. Oh, jeez. We follow him. This is interesting. How disrespectful. And so in character with Tetmanib. Septi the crocodile stands here, standing in the middle of the room with the Kotshepis who towers over the smaller priestess. Although considering their relative positions, she still seems to be very much in control of the situation. Tetmanib pauses. <laughs> My apologies, priestess. I didn't realize you had company. The doorkeepers are here. Septi smiles. Please, doorkeepers, join us. Ooh, we're being invited to sit at the big boys' table. We step forward semi-dramatically. <laughs> Citra gives kind of a, a nod to them both, you know, respectfully. Septi obviously notices Sudi's injury, but simply doesn't press the point. You imagine that she's seen a lot of injuries in I people was gonna over say, the past couple I'm, of days. I cannot be the only person who's lost eyes and limbs and who knows what else. Tetmanib closes the door back behind him. May I ask all of you a question? Of course. Sure. Mm-hmm. A farmer is working his field. In the process of doing so, he injures himself. His leg is cut, not broken. The wound becomes infected and begins to spread. The priests do what they can to tend to the sickness, and it seems to be regressing. However, there is a danger that the sickness may spread to the man's heart. There are two options presented. To continue the cure, perhaps even expediating the means by which that they are attempting to cure it with additional medicines. Stronger medicines that may or may not work. Or remove the limb entirely, knowing that this would ruin the man's career with no sons to work the field in his stead. What course would you take? The first? Yep. Medicine. I keep agreeing with you and it's very weird. On your switch shrug. <laughs> Considering the analogy that this is for the city, most likely the certainty of life is better than the possibility of death. Cut off the leg. I think that the possibility of death and the almost assurance of death would come either way. He may die from the treatment or he would die from losing his livelihood. I think it would be better to take the risk. Nakat folds his hands behind him, staring out the window, overlooking the streets below. You speak in riddles, priestess. All of you can make a sense motive. Sudi's got a 15. 16. Citra gets a 29. Onyurs gets a 14. With the exception of Citra, all of you can watch him. The man stands resolute. Tired. You don't know when's the last time he's actually rested. But resolute. Citra, however, looking him over, you can tell that a heavy burden weighs on his shoulders. It's a burden that you've seen before. One that takes you back 
to your own childhood. It's the way that your father's shoulders would slump when he knew that he only had enough food to feed some of his family and had to make that choice. Septi watches him. I will be straightforward. We have two courses before us. We may continue the path that we have now. And I believe that I can see a way to speed up the cure. Or we may take a more difficult, a more, a more decisive path. What do you intend? These continued pulses are stretching beyond the bounds of Wati, outside of the necropolis, into the surrounding farmlands. The burial plots there, the desert mummifications, the undead are rising there, and we do not have the resources to deal with them. The undead are too numerous to push into the city of the dead. I, however, have a means by which to deal with this directly and quickly. And you're certain? What is it? Directly and quickly and dangerously. My family have a ritual. One that will allow me to open a conduit between our world and the Bonelands. Thereby allowing us to summon the forces of Phrasma to deal directly with this threat. And then allow us to push through and deal with this Septice's mask that you've discovered. But what are the chances you could actually control what comes through from the Bonelands? I've I've already seen that some of these summoned creatures are going after the living. You've seen them as well. Yes. The Asobek that almost killed a woman in the streets? Yeah. Were not supervised whatsoever, left to roam. Yes, they are good against the undead, but they're not foolproof. They still... They are single-minded. The loss of one life is the lo- a loss too many. We don't know where in the necropolis the mask is either. If we make a big push and don't find it, there could be other repercussions. The voices have suffered severe losses. Even if the undead only maintain their current strength and do not grow further. The walls will fall before the week's end. We do not have the numbers. Then send us into the necropolis to find the mask. We're not voices. You're not sacrificing your men. The stronger medicine, if you will. Perhaps if the source of this necrotic energy is found, it can be reversed. Someone is using the artifact. If we could find them and claim the artifact from them, perhaps there's a way we can stop it. And you would all be willing to risk your lives for this? Absolutely. I don't want this to spread. I may not be of Wati, but I am still from Osirian. And my family lives here. Not here, here, but they live in Tefu, and I don't want this to spread that far. Shepard stares out the window. The people speak kindly of your actions. Of those that you've safeguarded and protected in this city. But the walls cannot stand forever. At least give us a chance. I am willing to give you 
four days. After that point, our numbers will be so depleted that I may not be able to do the ritual at all. I cannot risk it any further than that. Understood. I think, I think that's fair. Once you enter the necropolis, it may be difficult for you to return. We have closed all the entrances with the help of our ally in the Viper. However, the law is the law. You may not enter the necropolis. If, however, Kantar was willing to return back to his position as part of the church and rejoin the voices of the spire, he may escort you into the necropolis with an understanding that you will hold them accountable for all the laws of Ferasmus realm. I would do nothing less. I assume that I know that this is gonna, does this come with like fringe benefits? <laughs> no, I, I I need to know like, is this like, I guess I could just leave again if I needed to for some, any reason, but. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of reappointing you to your position. Yeah, right? It's a loophole to let us go back in, but. That's, yeah, that's but true. We have to maintain all the normal laws, so we're not oh, sanctioned okay. anymore. No taking anything from the necropolis well, yeah. and all of that. I mean, you could take from the bodies of cultists and things like that. Yeah, but nothing from the um, tombs. Yeah. Anything recovered, such as uh, all the stuff that you recovered from the silver chain that you just brought back to the church. They're going to give you market value for recovering yeah. something, but no breaking into a crypt and like opening sarcophagi or anything Unless like it's in that. pursuit of a cultist. I don't think we're going to have time. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, I assume we're going to be running for our lives most of the time. Um, this is going to go Resident Evil pretty quickly. Um, or Resident Evil 2? Whatever the second one was that's in the city. Yeah, um, two and three. Yeah. So this is going to get a cray-cray. Uh, so I accept the responsibility of the position and understand the risks and dangers we are going to face. I will hold them accountable for the teachings of Pharasma. Very well. You have proven yourself time and again. I will give you all the four days. Understand that for every day that pass, more of the voice will be lost. I may not, in fact, be able to guarantee you all four days. If I reach the third and we are unable to hold any longer, I will begin the ritual. We cannot allow this threat to spread. All of our lives would be a worthy sacrifice. Let's hope it does not come to that. I may possess some information, and perhaps weaponry, that could aid you in making your way into the necropolis. Any help would be appreciated. There is another entrance, one that the voices have been aware of for many years. However, it is not at the wall. Then where is it? On an island, huh. in the river, stands a sphinx. Ooh. Sudi kind of perks up. Ubet's Folly. Oh! We're going to Ubet's Folly. Sudi does a little, like, happy dance inside of his head. Yeah. It's the first time he hasn't looked so dour. I know. He's, the, he's perked up. There's some light <coughs> in his eye. The dwarves that constructed the building made a passage between it and Wati's necropolis. For what purpose? Any of those of you wish may make me a knowledge history. Nope. Does this have to do with sphinxes? No. Dang it. I do have knowledge history, though. That's my thing. I didn't roll so great. I get a 13. On yours, gets a 24. 
With 13, you're not entirely positive. Um, you do know about Ubet's Folly. It has been some place that you've desperately wanted to go to for some time. Yeah. It is considered part of the necropolis, despite the fact that it's outside of the walls, in large part because it is also a burial place for the dwarves that constructed it. Interesting. That's how all the secrets get lost. You hire the dwarves, in, the dwarves in, you have them build everything, and then you seal them in behind so that nobody can ever speak of the secrets of how to get into the tomb. Sad. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing paranoid uh, pharaohs and stuff do, I guess. Uh, on yours, you've actually studied a little bit about Ubet's Folly. To help out your old pal Sudi. Eh? Maybe? No? <laughs> Built atop a jet of rock in the river here, this fortress was amongst the first structures completed in Wati's infancy. It was intended to protect the harbor from the waterborne raiders, but it saw little use and was eventually abandoned. Centuries later, however, a uh, half-crazed dwarven sorcerer <laughs> named Ubet Sandborn took possession of the neglected ruin and spent a lifetime shaping the fortress's exterior into the likeness of a sphinx and carving tunnels deep beneath it. Ubet had a small cult around him, but they vanished about a hundred years ago. Did they the wear general, masks? Hmm? Did they wear masks? Not to his knowledge. Oh. The general assumption is that one of their poorly planned tunnels collapsed and killed all of them. Oh. Uh, some whisper, however, that Ubet stumbled across this, a secret from Wati's founding best left buried. Oh, no. Well, that doesn't sound ominous or anything. Yeah. When was the last time anyone used this passage, or do you just know it's there? We know of its location. We checked to make certain that it was sealed. Ubet dug many tunnels. We believe he was searching for something in the necropolis and entered it often, as often he was he was able. <laughs> he and his cultists. However, we do know of the way in. I will provide you with a map. Thanks. That's helpful. In addition to that, I know that there is a threat inside of the necropolis. One that may possess knowledge that may assist you. Beyond the undead, there are other threats, including a cult of atheist Lamia. Oh, what? Do I know what Lamia are? Uh, you may roll knowledge nature. Have that. No, have that. I get a 16. A 16 is just enough Yay. to know that Lamia are the hate-filled inheritors of an ancient curse. Oh. They appear as lean and attractive women from the waist up, whilst below they possess the bodies of powerful lions. Even their humanoid features bear distinctly feline traits. Their eyes are slitted and feral, and their teeth are predatory. They are attracted to the ruins of forsaken parts of the world, crumbling keeps, abandoned cities, forgotten monuments, all satisfy these deadly hunters' cruel aesthetic, particularly those in arid or otherwise lifeless environs. Foremost, though, Lemia's favored decrepit temples. Oh. They delight in seeing the shrines of good deities in ruins and go out of their way to bring hardship to thriving holy places. How many? We believe that there are three. Oh, wow. They are called the Amushet. I believe that they may have something to do with this uprising. Interesting. Why? They are defilers. And you said that there were signs that someone had entered into this tomb, this temple of Nethys, and retrieved this item. Yes, yeah. but there were human footprints, or humanoid at least. Yeah, not. they weren't cat footprints. But the Lamia are masters of manipulating the minds of others. Hmm. Controlling individuals, dominating their every thought. Mm. They just sent someone. It would make sense. Possibly. They also really love to mess up places with good deities or 
you know. Well, Nephis is a neutral deity. True, but Phrasma's doing good work here, regardless of if she's a good deity, you know what I mean? True. They have been known to take paramours from the city's population. Recently, you may have heard about it sometime back during your excursions, a guardsman disappeared into the necropolis. I believe he may have been one of their most recent pawns. He also disappeared before you were dispatched to your third site. Makes sense. Hmm. He may be the one responsible for taking this mask. Do you have any idea where in the necropolis they are? An old temple? We know precisely where they are. It is a place known as the Cynopath of the Cynic. It was originally built in honor of those who had fallen during the Plague of Madness. But when we created the necropolis, when my ancestor did, he repurposed it to house the atheistic dead of Wati. Huh. Interesting. Today, today Sudi learns there were atheistic dead of Wati. <laughs> today I learned. Yep. Well, okay. Mm. That gives us a good starting point. I may have another option for you as well. What is that? It is a, a great secret of our church. One that I hope you will understand that I ask that you share with no one outside of this room. When the necropolis was first walled off, more than a dozen necromatic detectors called elegaic compasses were concealed inside of this necropolis. These devices can sense large sources of necromatic energy. Yes. The voices have used these to track and subdue fell influences in the necropolis over the past 1800 years. Hmm. It was the original purpose of the voices of the spire. How do they work exactly? They can be activated and then will provide you with a, a line, if you will. By activating one of these devices, it will point you in the direction of the most powerful source of necromatic energy. That should be easy. That should be very helpful. Yes. These will, of course, only provide you with a straight line, which is why there are numerous compasses. By activating multiple of these, you may be able to narrow down the exact location of the most potent necromatic energy. Can you tell us where they are? She makes her way to her desk, opens up one of the drawers, reaches deep inside, and produces a scroll tube. From this, she produces a map that looks ancient. It is magically protected, although it is still somewhat fragile, considering that it is nearly 2,000 years old. A number of markers have been drawn across this in numerous places. The last time that they were used, only five of the compasses remained active. How long ago was that? 30 years. So there's a chance that none of them work by this point. Let's see. We fortunately only lost perhaps one or so every hundred years. We can hope that these five still are active. You'll find their locations on this map. You should be able to make your way into the city and then hopefully determine from there where the necrotic energy is coming from. How do we activate these compasses? There's a button you press. It's It's a circle. It's like fifth element. This one needs water. This one needs fire. This one needs fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody has to stand in the middle. I love that movie so much. Ooh, it is good. Sadly, it did not get any sequels or anything. No, it wasn't well received. It At was the like time, a yeah. Dud, yeah, it could have been hilarious. really great though, because I wanted to learn more about the Monochi one. 
Because that seemed like really cool. I was like, so how do you evolve? Because you like got spaceships and stuff, but you're so slow. It's like a totally little turtle ducks, like a cult classic or whatever. Oh yeah, no, it's not hundred percent. They'll make classic. it a. They'll reboot it next year, I'm sure. <laughs> Please don't. Once you have reached the compass, you need only place your hand on its core, by concentrating on it, and speaking the Lady of Graves' name. Sounds simple enough. Yes. So we have at least those to track down, plus the Lamia. That should give us a a direct place to go to take care of this car pulse that's spreading. We should enter the necropolis and deal with the Lamia first. If they're behind it, then that's quick and easy. If not, then we can track down the compasses and go from there. Oh, I was thinking the exact opposite. If we had, if we did the compasses, we would have a line that directed us to where the strongest necromancy in the city is, which would have to be that mask. And if it's with Lamia, cool. And if not, you know, we don't have time for that. Do these compasses have a range? Do they only detect in a certain area? Or will they detect through the entire necropolis? It is large enough that it will detect anything within the necropolis. Upon so activating, it will point a light for you. You will then need to correlate it. You may need to activate as many as three of them to pin down its exact location. Yeah. But even activating one, you may be able to determine a few places to search along that line. It would need to be a place secure enough. I can only imagine the individuals using this mask wish to keep it safe. And can anyone in the necropolis see these lines once it's activated? Most of these are inside of buildings. They will project it onto the wall and you simply need to use the literal compass that it is to line it up to determine what direction it is cardinally from where you are. Mm. Okay. The devices are complicated and I do not suggest that you move them. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. Unless any of you are particularly skilled with the complex engineering and magical processes. Oh, aren't you good with stuff? I'm good with locks. <laughs> Not so much necromatic detecting machines. I will be leaving them where they stand. <laughs> there is possibly another option. Don't you have a friend? Yes, actually. <laughs> I do have a friend. That friend. That's right. He did mention a friend. I asked if it was a sphinx and he said no and I was sad. Within the necropolis are a a clan of people. They're oftentimes called dark folk. I know this. You may make a knowledge. What's a dark folk? Dark folk, I'm excited. Local. Knowledge local. local. Yep. I roll a 19 on the dice and get a 26. Yeah, Citra only gets a 17. Segura and Citra know that dark folk is a term used to refer to a single race Although it is a race with vast, vast dimorphic range. Um, These are beings known as dark folk, which usually fall into two categories. Uh, The people on the surface refer to them as dark creepers and dark stalkers. Oh. Although that can vary some. Okay. Okay. They obviously probably don't refer to themselves as dark creepers and dark stalkers. They refer to themselves as creepers and stalkers. (laughs) (laughs) I, I doubt that either. I also doubt that too. I'm just making a joke. Uh, the long and short of them is they are the half of them are stalker variety are tall, frail humans with incredibly pale skin who constantly wear multiple layers of dark cloth and usually black. But unlike the their smaller kin, 
the garb is usually clean and spotless. Uh, they are generally considered to be the undisputable leaders of the Dark Folk Society. Uh, the majority of the rest of the society are much shorter, usually standing under four feet tall. In both of their cases, they are creatures that live usually deep within the earth. Huh. They're generally con considered to be, they're not evil per se, although in many cases they do oftentimes scavenge from the world above and still and take whatever they need. Because they're just trying to survive sure. in a world that's yeah. forgotten yeah. them. The origins of the Darkstalkers and the Dark Creatures are shrouded in mystery, made more difficult to decipher by the fact that the Darkstalkers do not keep any records of their history. Huh. Many scholars believe that they are somehow descended from humanity, and their eerie powers and spells are as a result of generations upon generations of uh, devotion to profane and sinister magic. Hmm. Generally speaking, though, they're not evil, per se. As an interesting side note, and I'll just go ahead and give this to Sagira because she rolled so well. Yeah. Uh, their most iconic trait is the fact that upon dying, they explode. What Gosh. is all the things exploding? Jeez. Everything explodes. New theme. Uh, the creepers explode in a flash of light and usually blind people. Hmm. The stalkers actually explode in a rolling ball of white hot fire. Jeez. In both of these cases, they leave no bodies behind. So, like, you're asleep and your mom dies of old age in the next room and it catches fire. Yep. You, you gotta fireproof your house. <laughs> that, that, they, they live in caves, I'm sure, so that it's not as big of an issue. I guess Sagira would, like, nod knowingly, having a very good understanding of what those are. And where, say would, maybe maybe you've they, seen them once or twice in your escapades in the maybe Acropolis. Would they offer us a safe place to be if we needed it? The Zotil Zotil. is their clan. Okay. <laughs> a safe place, not necessarily. Well. You should go and speak with their leader. Named. She is a woman named Unwrapped Harmony. Unra oh yeah. I've heard that name. She lives in an old villa of the Arseti family. Which was near where we were with uh, that house. Please the don't be my stalker. Unwrapped Harmony. What a wonderful name. Hmm? The what, near the Panther house? Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Yeah, please don't be my stalker. Because remember, he cause... said that we almost met or something. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I'm hoping that she's not my stalker because that's a poetic sounding name and that's po like she and whoever my stalker is writing poetry. They. You think she might have an idea of what's going on? They live in the necropolis. I've had peaceful dealings with them in the past. They help to control the undead population there. Their leaders, their people, are intrigued to the point of obsession about our necropolis. Interesting. Why? When one of their kind dies, they leave oh. behind no body. They have no crypts. They mm. barely have any written record of their ancestry. And so our complex histories written upon the walls in their cities of the dead intrigue them greatly. Makes sense. Mm. Unwrapped Harmony may be able to assist you. And if we tell her that you sent us, she'll be more favorable? Yes, cool. I will. <laughs> I know their tongue and will write you a note. What do they speak? <laughs> Undercom. Speak like I think it is Ackland. something we don't. Do speak. they speak Terran? I believe it's Undercom. Like, I can guarantee you, it's something we don't speak. Can we have a guide? If you make your way to the Temple of Wajit, they should be able to provide you with someone to take you across to Bet's Folly. I Tell like them that, that I sent you. I need to change. You may wish to secure supplies. Oh, most definitely. I Once think that could be wise. <laughs> Yes. Once you've entered into the necropolis, uh, Tetmanib just kind of shakes his head. 
most likely there won't be uh, <laughs> any easy way for you to come or go. However, let us simply say that Phrasma will be watching over all of you. Yes, Phrasma yes, can certainly be very helpful in watching. I'm doing a bad job of being secretive about my understanding of this. <laughs> I, I didn't realize there was a secret message. Kwasin! Kwasin! Oh! <laughs> secret Sudi didn't touch it. Whoosh. Right over Sudi's head. Right by his blind side. And oh. you, you are just me. He's me. This, you this, make him sleep on the couch, This episode is literally going to be called The One Where Rick Digs Deep. <laughs> blind your player and then yeah, poke fun at him. Yeah, white bag player and then poke fun at him. But not in the eye because it's not there anymore. Once. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to. It was hard. so bad. Once, Anywho. Once you pass through the secret passage that leads from Ubet's Folly into the necropolis. The gate will not remain open behind you. Cannot. It is weighted, and once you pass through, it will seal back. Cool. When we've found the mass, can we approach the main gate and be let through? If there is no danger in doing so, the gate will open for you. Well, let's make sure everyone on the wall knows that. Yes, I would like not to be shot. My men will be informed. Hopefully the threat will be neutralized by then. You mentioned you had supplies that could help? Yes. I gotta change before we go meet watch it, people. I need new clothes, too. Okay. We also should probably buy these things called food and... Mm -hmm. He reaches to his hip, takes a scroll tube off. I think, Onurus, this would be best served in your hands. On yours would take the what scroll to it be. Uh, open this, glancing over, mm-hmm. casting detect magic, or handing them over to Citra and having her use read magic. She can immediately identify them. Anyway, I can cast read magic too. Oh, do you have that prepared? Yes. No, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Citra needs the practice. Okay. <laughs> He's like, okay, you do it. <laughs> These are two scrolls. The first is a summon lesser psychopomp. Fine. Ah, uh, cool. This fun- functions as summon monster, except for it summons 1d3 a sobuk. <laughs> nice! Or 1d4 plus 1 nasoi psychopomps. If you need up to five quasens flying around. <laughs> oh. We need the asobuk. They were pretty ball. There is only one quasen. That is true. She is singular. Can we use both scrolls and ride a sobuk into battle? The second one. Is a summon Veneth. Ooh. What? A uh, what? That Veneth? Oh, that, that, oh, that. Okay, I got you, I got you. It summons a single, single Veneth psychopomp. What? These are super useful. That's super intense. I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of like from a metagaming perspective, I'm kind of concerned that if we're being given <laughs> that, I'm like, we're going to have a rough time. Uh, summon Lesser Psychopomp is a fifth level spell. Summon Veneth is a sixth level spell. <laughs> Wowzers. Ooh, dang. You have your mission, Sudi Kantar. Return with the mask. Yes, sir, Commander. And be safe. May tonight and tomorrow and the next night not be your night. Right back at you. (laughs) (laughs) So he just turns and walks. Finger guns. Finger hand crossbows. So he just turns and walks out. Be like, I got the last word on on the catch, Shepis. Pulls out a pair of 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 sunglasses. Yeah. Or a sunglass monocle. <laughs> God, just another one. You're mean. I really thought they were going to give us some healing or something, but that's cool. <laughs> I mean, we when we save, okay, when we save the city, charges. I can be like regenerate my eye. 
Yeah, but lesser restorations we don't have. We've got a wand with like four or five charges of that too. Okay, well we never use them. I don't know. We have six left. I don't know. Yeah, nothing because about every time it's been we're gonna go and do this at the temple tomorrow and then bad happens. Yes. Yep, I like to true. try to save those for when we're going into a situation like this where we can't just go to the temple and have them fix it. Yep. True. <laughs> bad things always happen to us. I think we should all split up and buy what we no, will need. No, no splitting up. We're going to have to sell because I don't have any money. And we are definitely going to have to sell stuff. This is like, true. I, haven't, I, I have to liquidate our gold. assets. And I need to replenish my personal healing supply and buy clothes. Maybe and use that line of credit that you have with the temple to stock up on a few things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also need my AC higher. It's 19. It's too low. Yeah, I can't I hit know. every I need time my AC something to attacks. Crank up too. I could also Same. use an amulet what like this. What I was this. basically trying to have on your say is we need to go buy and sell stuff before we go into the, you know, necropolis. We We're agree selling with you. Pairs. <laughs> We're selling all together. We all need to go to a clothing store, an armor store. We all need to go to the same places. Okay. So we set out on a mission to equip ourselves and then we're going to go to Ubet's Folly, and it's going to be rad. So yes. just going to leave a note for fault. We can all say goodbye okay. to our peoples, just in case we all die. And yours Probably doesn't have any do people. You have people. You were very concerned about your mother earlier. You should say you goodbye should to her. You should resolve the things with your mommy. I don't have time to do that. Well, you got time to just be like, Mom, I might die. See you later. Love you. Bye. Leave. <laughs> At least leave her a nice note. Being yes, like, a note. As I, as I go into this, uh, you know... The necropolis. You notice it's been several days since I saved her since she hasn't tried to contact me at all. Yeah, that's the kind of relationship. I mean, I we get have. that she's ungrateful, but you were really <laughs> concerned about her health. So. I can I can nearly say with certainty, considering I edit the episodes. Oh, I was like, yes, question. <laughs> <laughs> that you never told her where you live. <laughs> yeah. She saw she saw me at the temple twice. She's been a little busy. And, and, <laughs> She's been at the temple every day working. <laughs> and not seeing you because we've been off saving the town. You didn't even say hi to her when you brought over the viper. Yeah, I did. Did you? I yes. You I've did. said every time that if Onyrus's mother is there, he like acknowledges her. Nods acknowledges to her. <laughs> I can't start talking to her in the middle of the council room. Excuse while all me, I have personal business on. with this woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, pause everyone. I have... A grand revelation. <laughs> I like my mom again. I don't know. Whatever. Not, no, I don't know about she's that. all right. So, with mission fresh in hand. We got to go shopping. You have to go have the most awkward tea ever. That's what I did with my dad that I don't think I like. (laughs) You all make your way out. Begin making your way towards the marketplace. Uh Uh-oh. You said begin. Crocodiles attack us again. As you pass by one of the pillars here, cast into the shadow of it, a figure pushes free and steps up alongside of all of you as you march. What? Sudi. Oh, the viper! The no. viper! He came from my blind side. <laughs> now you did that to yourself. I was gonna say, it's not <laughs> offensive when I say it. It's it, I can say I jokes. I understand that we have things to talk about. Now is not the time. Since when? Now is the only time. Can we walk and talk? Because we got a lot of stuff to sell. Of course. Cool. I believe you're making your way to the necropolis. I mean, not right How now. do you even know that? Because <laughs> he's the viper. <laughs> he went to the, the Weasley shop and bought those ears. Yeah, <laughs> extendable <laughs> ears. Fed it under the door. What do you want? I want nothing from you, Mafre. What do you want, viper? Can we talk for a moment? We're busy. So he wants to respond, do we have to? But that's a little too snarky. So, <laughs> A life 
hangs in the balance. Sudi, I guess, motions for you guys to like step off for a second. We take exactly five steps and then we cross yeah, our exactly. arms. Yeah, exactly. Like, take five steps and like, you know, like cross your arms or whatever. Yes. The viper glances them over, steps up towards you, turning his back to all of them, placing an arm over your shoulders. Oh, why does he do that? That's her hand is on my knife. Her, her crossbow at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do the thing where you like look at his head yeah, and you like, 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 like squeeze his eyes. Sagira like nudges you and puts her hand on her weapon and is like, no, no, we might really need weapons. You hold your weapon. Don't fake hold a weapon. <laughs> hold it with intent to kill. <laughs> no. Well, she's, that's what I mean. She had her hand crossbow. Oh, you actually loaded. have your hand. I thought you were miming. I thought you were... Okay, okay, okay. Sudi, we've had some complications, you and I, recently. That's a bit of an understatement. I had hoped that we could work together against the silver chain. And unfortunately, that didn't work out. And then we had such a an, an interesting discussion with the uh, city council. And you, well, you didn't necessarily give me a, a ringing endorsement, but you understood the necessity of working with me. I can't deny it. I want to offer you an opportunity to be completely free. Oh my goodness, how many? Me. <sighs> I wanted to talk to you and just you. This is a private matter. You understand. What is it that you want? There is a place I can tell you of inside of the necropolis. I have some men there. You, Sudi. Let me set aside the games, Sudi. Let me speak to you man to man. I have men there in the necropolis. They were part of the the lottery. Mm. The Sunrise Fellows, they called themselves. I need you to go and help them. How do you know they're not dead? I don't. But I need them to be alive. Do you know where they are? I know precisely where they are. I'm not going to ask how you know exactly where they are. I dispatched them there. Okay. I gave them an opportunity to prove themselves. Their leader was desperate to do so. And I wanted to give him this chance. Sudi, he leans in close. Oh, so creepy. I told you, we're like family, you and I. I need you to save my son. Aw, oh, man, he played the sun card. And we'll pick it up so here next time. Full of bits. Oh, Maybe you shouldn't send your son in there. Lying. Dang it. Heck of a father you are. Liar. <laughs> Seriously. Oh,